everyone, welcome back to The Sharpest Tool. We're really excited to be here. Uh, we're going to bring you all of that marketing goodness, uh, energy tips, tricks, and everything for your business to really take it to the next level from a marketing perspective. I'm really excited today. We got Travis Hobbs, Senior Internet Marketing Manager here at Scorpion, and he's got a lot of value to offer, and I'm really excited to have him in the booth because he's done some amazing things with some amazing clients. So welcome, Travis. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So I hear, I hear rumor, I, I've just heard through the grapevine that your nickname's Uncle T. Is that, how's that go? Yeah, that's, that's right. My name is Uncle T here at Scorpion and cross the board with everybody that I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that got kind of pulled out of always being the person that people could depend on. And for some reason, I always get put on as the emergency contact for everybody's kids. <laughs> so I'm that uncle that always comes through. You get a random call. Hi, is this uh, Uncle T? Uh, I, you're the emergency contact for George. Georgie. Oh, who's that? <laughs> it's happened to me recently, even with people here at Scorpion. Oh, how funny. It just sticks. So wh- why don't you give our listeners a little bit of an overview? What's your day-to-day look like? What do you, what do, you do here at Scorpion at a marketing agency. My role here as a senior internet marketing manager is I, I, I manage the campaigns, but managing the campaigns is a really elementary level to look at it. I, I really partner with businesses mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, part of, I'm part of the teams that I work with on a daily basis. So I dive in there and I, I help you know, manage the workflow. I help bring in work. I, I also help refine the, the internal processes along the way that helps convert whatever's brought to the table as actual, actual book jobs. Yeah. As that goes to. And so figuring out how I'm partnering with business owners to be you know, more of a team member and consultant on a daily basis is what I, what I strive for here. And that's to grow and win. How did you get in, involved with that? Have you always done that? Is it something, what, what drove you to, to do that, to want to do that? Yeah. So I started out for the last 13 years, I've been a business consultant for small businesses. And then I got pulled in to an opportunity that was kind of beyond my wildest dreams. And I was the uh, director of marketing for a large franchise Mm -hmm. here in the United States called Fleet Feet Sports. And what it was is I was working with franchisees on a daily basis and really diving into process and flow of operation and their outreach and what that looked like. And that was everything from digital to guerrilla marketing on the street and just building building a customer experience on a daily basis that made people want to advocate for them day in and day out and and just shout their their experience with those guys on the, on the rooftops. So that yeah. was said and then when I came over to Scorpion and I had the opportunity to continue to move into the home services space in particular my goal there was is the same is to create an environment and an experience for potential customers that would always leave them coming back on an every need basis and again, shouting on the rooftops. I love it. Let's just dive into it because I think we got a lot to cover here today. And we wanted to talk a bit about this idea of the marketing funnel and the consumer journey. A word on the street is it's a pretty important piece of a marketing pie to look at these things. So uh, why don't you give us a broad overview? What is a marketing funnel or what is multi-funnel marketing? Definitely. If we're looking at a marketing funnel or, or I like to, I like to coin it as the uh, consumer journey or the customer journey. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at it from their first interactions with you. That's building your brand, making sure that they're aware, and then moving them from that end of the spectrum over to, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, lifetime advocate for for your business. Yeah. But there's a whole lot that happens in between there and making sure that all your ducks are in a row is incredibly important with making sure that they move to the next aspect of the funnel. So it's general awareness and then moving over to lifetime advocacy is what you want to really strive for. Do you get the sense that in today's marketplace, just based on how consumers behave, that they're not as loyal anymore necessarily the way they were maybe 50 years ago to particular brands? 
I think that's a double-edged sword because you yeah. do have you do have people who are who are fiercely loyal to brands, regardless of what industry it's in. Sure. But then you also have people who want convenience and quick service. Mm-hmm. So I think the the pivotal piece there is figuring out how do I take that how do I take that experience of incredibly smooth, fast, efficient, great experience service, yeah, and then replicate that on a daily basis. So you want to move that person who's yeah I. Uh, I had a clogged drain. My sink was overflowing. My toilet was overflowing. I was in a panic. I, you were the first one that showed up on my Google search and yeah. you're here and I had a great experience and I'm going to leave you a review and come back. So yeah. I think it, it, you have to be able to show up and you have to know where you need to show up in the first place in order to bring those people in. And then it's our job as a team to really develop that relationship moving forward. So talk a little bit about this for me. How vital is it that a business is at every stage of that funnel from the lifetime advocacy all the way back to, you know, consumer awareness, brand awareness. Yeah, it, it's incredibly important. And if you don't have all your ducks in a row there, you're you're going to be out of the race because of the advancement in digital in particular and phones and computers and tablets and the accessible information that folks have these days. It's not like we had to pick up a phone book or you went to a magnet that was on your fridge anymore. While those are relevant avenues, yeah. it's it's incredibly important to to hit them in every aspect. So having a strategic partner to help you with that and have the knowledge and the ongoing development of that is going to be, it's incredibly important. Yeah. Do you find that that a brand identity is really important to that as well? Is it just a matter of slapping up your logo and ads in as many places as possible? How important is that business side to that? It, the the actual business side of it is is the most important yeah. because you can have a, a great shiny shell of a car or a business and then once you get inside, you have ripped seats and you have a <laughs> steering wheel that's halfway falling off and Absolutely. that's not yeah. going to create the best driving experience for that person. So if you're if you're flash and you're front loaded with all of the advertising and all that kind of stuff, you don't have any follow through, yeah. you're going to have one-time customers and you're going to have a whole lot of those and you don't want to have a ton of a ton of turnaround and churn with that. You want to have people that are staying around that are mm-hmm. that are lobbying for you on a consistent basis. So if you've got, if you're, you're an inch deep, you're an inch deep, but you want to be yeah. as deep as the ocean as much as you possibly can. So what are the different stages I know of the customer journey? We've talked about, you know, the far end of Lifetime Advocate, the beginning of the brand. What are all the in-betweens? What, what's that look like if you were to break it down? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you start off with the general awareness and then they and then they may have seen your brand. Let's just use an example of yeah. of like Facebook or a display ad that you see. Everybody's been on a news a news website or they've been on a sports website and they've seen the banner ads that pop through. You see a logo, you hear a jingle on the radio, you have the brand awareness there. Okay, great. So now they may not need my service now, but okay, now they're maybe they're considering getting a new AC installed and they're doing some some research and then they recognize your brand there. So they've moved on to the next stage of of having a little bit more intention. Mm-hmm. So now they have information that we've lined up. We've already, they've already heard our jingle. They've seen our video. They've seen our, our brand across the board on their news outlets or whatever it might be. And they're moving into that next stage of a little bit more of intention. And as we, as we get there, they see our brand again. It's a reinforcement. They check out our reviews. And then now they're moving into actually giving us a call from there. And then we have the opportunity there as the business to actually develop the relationship and providing them with the absolute best service, which in turn you know, builds us the lifetime advocate. You're touching on a great word. I love that word intention, intention, like a customer's intention. That might, might seem a little vague to some people. What do you mean by that? Yeah, definitely. Intention is I, I need this, this particular service. I'm going to do the research. I'm, I'm going to inform myself the best way that I can, but I intentionally get up and have a cup of coffee in the morning because it gives me a benefit 
later on. I feel great. Yeah. I have a little bit more energy. It's lining up what you're doing with why you're doing it mm-hmm. and then partnering with who's necessary in between to make sure that it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's such a great way to look at the consumer journey. And I know a lot of our business owners, just people in, in business in general, they, they look at marketing as kind of a tit for tat, you know, a dollar in, lead out, you know, that kind of mentality. Um, how does the marketing funnel shed light on that kind of perspective when looking at marketing? That's where it comes down to the offline work as well. Yeah. So making sure that you're the authoritative voice in the community with that or in your area. So that's where stuff like SEO and content development come into play a lot because if they're doing research and they're continuing to refine the intention of who they're going to end up working with, they're going to look at it from the perspective of, I was the most informed and I was the most comfortable with you because you gave me the best feeling. You gave me the confidence and the assurance that I was going to be in good hands. Yeah. A lot of people are looking at what I assume based on your explanation is the, the bottom of the funnel, right? That, well, that's the point when the consumer is deciding when they're uh, placing phone calls and we want those phone calls, that's what we want. Why do we bother with the top of the funnel stuff? What's the, what would you say is the purpose behind that? Or what would you tell, what do you tell your clients that you're partnered with in that respect? Yeah. If you're, if you're not out there, you're not out there. And so if you're sitting at, at that top of that general awareness and first exposure, if you're hoping that you know, the 10,000 magnets that you sent out in 1970 are still relevant. It's, that's, that's not the case. <laughs> still because, sticking on someone's fridge. <laughs> exactly. And, that, and that's not the same consumer that's necessarily yeah. out there. So if you're looking at taking those steps to create general brand awareness, it's incredibly important that you're looking at it from a holistic approach. So you're, you are still doing some of that stuff, but you're, you're not going to ever move somebody into an intention stage with your brand if you don't, in, you don't first introduce them to your brand in a way that doesn't overwhelm them. Yeah. So if you're able to get that, like I said earlier, surface level stuff and you're able to move them gradually down the, down the road and they're comfortable with you, that's, you know, you're going to have two types of folks that are going to give you a sure. call. You're going to have people that are, oh my gosh, my house is flooding right now. I need somebody uh-huh. here right now. I'm going to go with whoever. Or you have somebody who's like, I know that, let's take my nickname, for example. I'm Uncle T. People know that I'm going to come through. People, I've built a reputation of constantly yeah. coming through. So people know that there they can, go. yeah. they're going to call on me because mm-hmm. I have this consistent flow of picking up people's kids when needed or coming and jumping their car. It's the same approach to that top exposure. Do you have a reputation? People are going to look at the reviews first. They're going to they're going to find the introduction to your brand. And if you've got fifty bad reviews, you're probably not going to win somebody over into. I'm going to intentionally call them because they mm. had so many great reviews. People are are giving them glowing everything, and then you're not going to be able to, so you have to focus on that whole front end yeah. of things. Are you following up with people? Are you providing the service necessary? But then also, are you are you open to the type of mix in your marketing that's going to expose you in all of the right areas. And so it's going to come down to working and partnering with somebody strategically who's going who's gonna to give you a well-rounded plan. The word trust comes to mind with that. It seems to me that all of these channels are ultimately building trust or attempting to develop a relationship or a rapport with the client. Is that what you typically see in terms of when people are involved at every stage of the game, the leads that come in, typically have more of an implicit trust built up? Yeah, no, definitely. If they're, if they're constantly working at developing that trust and, and that brand trust in general, it, it creates that quality call that you want at the end of the day. Yeah. You mentioned marketing mix. Um, and I, <laughs> I think that has a lot of different meanings to a lot of different people. What would you say a marketing mix is? 
I think if we're looking at it from, let's just say a, an overall marketing approach, if we're, you can just run paid advertising, but yeah. that's only going to get you paid advertising leads. And that's only going to lead to one avenue of like we were talking about trust. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at a marketing mix, let's just say if I'm looking at a campaign that I'm running and I know that we've got postcards going out to former customers, we've got um, display ads going, but we're also looking at all the other avenues that are going to contribute to moving moving somebody down the marketing funnel. We have to be hitting areas like constant content development that builds up trust with search engines, which allows us to show up at a lower cost down the road. Yeah, um, it builds trust um, when we're going out and we're getting reviews, and we're constantly working our way through um, just that trust. Like it's like building a relationship with anybody. Yeah, except. This person is only looking at your footprint, your digital footprint. They're not looking, they're not physically standing in front of you, coming to your office every day and saying, hey, I just, uh, I want to get to know you guys before I allow you to come and do a camera inspection. Yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't work that way these days. So when we're looking at a marketing mix, you need to be able to approach all those relationship development aspects Mm -hmm. and build trust with somebody and build your brand reputation through a digital footprint. Do you think that there's like a one size fits all when it comes to marketing mix? Like every business should be involved in everything everywhere at all times or is there more of a strategic way to go about that conversation? You have to look at it from where you're, where you're investing money effectively. Yeah. If you've got an avenue that's not producing any sort of results and you're wasting money, you have to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And as a, you know, coming from a marketing manager perspective, I have those conversations day in and day out where I say, this avenue is not working currently. We're not getting a return, but we are seeing a return here. I use the term pivot constantly. Yeah, yeah. You have to understand, okay, great. So we're thinking on our feet. We're thinking strategically. We're thinking together with where we need the business to go. Um, right now, I'm not effectively spending money in one area, but we have an opportunity over here where we've seen consistent data. Um, we need to be able to move over there. So I don't think that there's ever going to be a cookie cutter, one size fits all yeah. mix of marketing because people are changing constantly mm-hmm. because the internet's changing constantly and the way that people take in information, it's going to be identifying trends ahead of time Yeah, and being able to set up whatever technology is necessary, whatever planning and strategy is necessary to capture that new trend and to be ahead of everybody else. Yeah. And I've never experienced a company that can pivot and be ahead of trends better than where we are here at Scorpion. Yeah. I've never once, I, I've worked for many companies that developed everything from technology to specific fabrics for, for athletes. Like it's not, yeah. it's understanding what trend's happening and being so thought-led, so you know, strategy-led that you, you yeah. see those before they even become a factor. Yeah, and how important is technology into that? And what, what role does that play in the marketing mix? Well, I mean, if we're looking at how people digest, techn- uh, digest information these days, it always involves technology. Mm-hmm. Even most newspapers are moving over to almost a complete digital front. Yeah. So understanding what data is out there from massive, massive areas like Google or YouTube, understanding the rates that people are watching videos, how often they're staying on, and then implementing that into our marketing mix is, is incredibly important. So technology and understanding how to report back on that and then how to produce the actual product to fit those platforms is something that's incredibly vital to the overall success of a marketing plan. Yeah, that technology is so interesting to me because not only does it shape consumer behavior, but there's so much data based on consumer behavior that we can gather and make informed decisions on when it comes to business decisions. And from that, what you've seen in dealing with the technology, the tools that Google has, the ones you have, you deal with at Scorpion, let's say, um, based on that technology, what should businesses consider when they're developing their marketing mix? 
I think that they should not put all their eggs in one basket. Yeah. I think it's it's exactly what you said, having a, a marketing mix. Mm-hmm. Are you are you doing the things that are necessary to have video? Because that's where a lot of consumer interactions are headed in the next 15 years, 10 yeah. years. Are you taking into consideration? Sure, you may not understand social media because you may not have a Facebook or an Instagram, but are you are you understanding that that's an important aspect of it mm-hmm. and uh, of your marketing mix overall? And are you understanding that technology is in fact where the future is? Yeah. It's, it's not a phone book landing on my driveway anymore with my coupon on the back of the cover. That's not, <laughs> you have to understand that technology is there yeah. and, and it, it should be and needs to be used. Yeah. Yeah. So is it, do they, do, do you consider the goals of the business when it comes to what they should be involved with? Um, and, and how do you, go about assessing that with a business owner who might not be aware of where they want to go or what they want to do? I think you have to look at what was successful in the past and what trends you're seeing across the board right now in the industry. That's the great thing is we've run thousands of campaigns in home services specifically over the years here at Scorpion. So we have a lot of data we can pull from. Yeah, But if we're looking at understanding, it's finding a connecting point. Well, it may be an 80-year-old business owner. He may not use a computer. He may still handwrite everything. Mm -hmm. But is the business going to be passed down? Is there somebody in the in the company that it can be an advocate? Is there somebody who understands the importance of the technology? You have to find a relating point there and, and communicate it and then have an understanding of where the business wants to go, where it is currently and where where you know what what is, what are the limitations currently with the technology? I think there's yeah. a ton of technology that's helped out a, a lot of businesses. Let's look at Service Titan, for example, as far as tracking and revenue, following, booking, scheduling, all that kind of stuff. That the, that type of technology has changed the home services industry because it's allowed people to finally, for the first time, in one collective spot, see what the numbers are in a live presence or yeah. see what the book calls were. We can report on that and not embracing that technology is eventually your your business is going to you're going to fall so far behind that yeah. it, it becomes to the point of almost irrelevance. So if for a company who has never really considered the customer journey before, never really considered a full marketing mix before when they're looking at the marketing for their organization, what would you say is the thing that they should first pay attention to? What's the one big piece of advice that you would give them? I mean, obviously do an internal assessment of where you are currently, but yeah. A few things off the top of my head, if we're talking in reference to just looking at it from the ground level of marketing in general, is do we have listings in place? Do we have, you know, what does our our website content look like overall? Are we only dependent on the postcard going out every three months? And is that the most effective way to spend your dollars? How many of those are getting thrown away? Yeah. You know, are you utilizing anything like email marketing? Are you sending out a newsletter that way? Or are you running digital advertising? I think there's there's a lot of factors that go into it. But yeah. the first thing I would look at is how are you currently showing up? Do you have a digital footprint at all? Uh-huh. And you know what tools do you already have in place? Or what have you started that we can continue to capitalize on? Yeah. Well, this has been awesome, Travis. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day. And I got a lot of clients that count on you and, and love you for it. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you bet. Um, so if, if anybody uh, enjoyed the content here, definitely punch the subscribe button wherever you might be at. Uh, and we're going to continue to deliver all that marketing goodness for you. From all of us here, I'm Joshua Smith. We'll catch you next time. 